Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Game of Love podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Smith. And today, I am absolutely thrilled because I have an amazing guest coming to join us to talk about a very, very important topic. She is the CEO and founder of Flex and Fly, a wellness company providing stretching, relaxation, and yoga at airports. She's a private consultant for entrepreneurs, an inspiring yoga instructor, and a beautiful badass goddess, Yumi Francois. Thank you so much for joining us, Yumi. What a wonderful, wonderful intro. Thank you, Bo. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Um, You are absolutely amazing. I saw you. I found you on Instagram and you are so freaking beautiful inside and out. And it is such an honor to have you on the Game of Love. It's such an honor to be here. You know that I love everything that you do. I'm so excited. I love how you empower women and people everywhere. I'm so excited. I'm trying to control myself because I'm trying to behave, but I probably won't. Don't don't behave. Please don't behave. The listeners will love it if you misbehave. Trust me. <laughs> okay, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Have a glass of uh, a glass of wine because they're gonna enjoy this one. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Get comfortable. Woo! Hold on to your seat because today we have a very, very important topic to discuss, and that is interracial dating. And I am so thankful that you came into my life when you did because of the turmoil that's going on in the world. We're shifting right now. We're growing. And this is the opportunity for us to make big changes in the world. And one area, as you know, being a dating coach, people's love life. I mean, that's that's my deal. And uh, this is the perfect time to be having a conversation about interracial dating. And you are the perfect person to have this conversation with. Yes, I I would imagine it's insane for you right now. Um, I think a lot of people are worried and wondering what's going on with anyone that's dating interracially right now, especially me. You know, I'm I'm a black woman. I am dating a Jewish man. Um, I am a city girl, Caribbean warrior, and he is a kind, gentle Mr. Mayor, knows everyone in his neighborhood and <laughs> his town. Um, we're so different. We've lived such a crazy different life and yet this situation I've heard has broken up so many relationships because so many people have not had these conversations about race and um, being bold enough to stand their ground about certain things and so I'm really excited to talk about that because I think that that is something that a lot of people are having to face and they didn't think they had to. Exactly. And, you know, dating is so hard as it is. And then you add uh, different cultures coming together. It it makes it completely different. And really, I'm surprised that a lot of people aren't having these conversations. I really don't hear a lot of people talking about interracial dating. In fact, I actually reached out a couple years ago, um, a big platform of 
dating and love coaches. And I said, hey, I need an interracial dating coach that I want to talk to. And everybody was like, there's no such thing. I'm like, what do you mean there's no such thing? And so I think it's really important to to open up a conversation and talk about the challenges with it and then the benefits with it. And the phrase I've been using, I, I said it to you when I reached out to you to ask you to come on today. And what I've been saying, it's a phrase that's a quote from Louise Hay. Yeah. She said, let's create a world where it's safe to love one another. Mm-hmm. And for me, I am in full support of my fellow human, no matter what color they are, no matter who they want to be in a relationship, who they want to have sex with, what they want to dress like, what food they want to eat. I am in full support. As long as you're being kind to another person, please, by all means, live your best life. I love it. I feel the same way, although this was not the life that I thought I would have. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. You know, I, I'm a, okay, so I'm a city girl, right? But yes. like, I'm very open to the world. So I'll date anyone, <laughs> but I wasn't thinking of dating someone seriously from a different race. Why is that? I have to be completely honest. My boyfriend is here, so he will. <laughs> He will agree or disagree because this is going to be a real conversation. This was not the goal for me. Just simply because me as a black woman, knowing who I am, being so deeply moved by my culture, having such a love and value for my culture, it only made sense for me to genuinely be with another black man mm. because I really thought it would just make my life easier. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? I do. Yes. Easier, not because of anything else, but just, just not specifically anything in my mind, but just because there's a way you want to be understood. Mm. You understand? As a person. And when you're not talking about your race in a genuine way, or when you feel like you have to protect your partner from certain parts of your livelihood, it creates a different dynamic in your relationship. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. And I'm a person, I don't shy away from conflict. I don't shy away from issues. (laughs) I'm in your face. I'm like, what's going on? Yes. Um, let's discuss it. What's up? Right? And I'm very bold. You know that my goal is always to remind people of their power. So the idea of my power in any way, being violated, being disrespected, being questioned, feeling like I have to defend it, becomes an issue for me. And so I know for me personally, I've had beautiful, wonderful relationship with black men. I love black men. Black men are amazing to me. They have been such, such a, such a beautiful space in my life. And so it only made sense for me to do that. You know what I mean? And then God was like, ha ha, ha 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 ha, because I met my man. So I met him in a very difficult time in my life, right? And 
He's very kind. He's younger than me, ladies. Ooh. He's younger than me. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that too. He's younger. <laughs> he's younger than me. He's he's brilliant. He's ambitious. He's kind. He's funny. He's annoying. You know all the stuff that <laughs> a man is in in a relationship. He 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 tries his best um, to 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 show up in the relationship, all that good stuff, right? But I wasn't in the space to receive him. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I had built the life that I thought that I wanted in my mind, right? Yeah. And it didn't look like him. Literally, for a long time in our relationship, I would be like, he's everything I said no to. He's younger than me. He's an actor. He's Jewish. <laughs> he's... he's really nice (laughs) and kind, right? And here I am, I'm a Christian, right? I'm black. (laughs) I'm I'm like, what's going on? I'm like really vocal. And I'm, I'm, I'm just everything opposite of him. But we had the same values. Mm. You know what I mean? So it worked for a very long time. We had the same values. We had to learn each other a lot. We had a lot, I, I felt in this relationship, I grew a lot, uh, oh, I grew a lot. I have a running away problem where I just be out. And I think he calls me out on it a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I felt like I had a big problem. One of the reasons I had to run away so much was because I have a deep problem with being disrespected. Mm. Even if it's not intentional. And if that's not looked at or worked on, it makes me feel a certain way. And I felt like a black man, they just know mm. the certain things with a black woman. You just don't say, you don't do, you don't consider, you don't switch, you don't even dream it. <laughs> yep. And with him, he was just say what's on his mind. <laughs> say whatever he was thinking share whatever his thoughts was, <laughs> express how he felt. And I'm just like, do you think, like, why do you think this is okay to say to me? So this was like a really big issue. Cause you know, I know like on social media, YouTube, all that stuff, people like glamorize interracial relationships. Like, oh, oh my God, you guys are so, oh, this is a real relationship. It, it has its difficulties. You guys get annoyed at each other. You guys bicker. You guys, yes. We were just fighting now. Like, we are both incredibly stubborn. We both want our ways. We're both ambitious. We both will look at each other like, you going to give in or not? Mm -hmm. We both have, like, real traumas from our childhood. We both have all this. So I feel like people are really silly to even think that when it comes to interracial relationships that just looking at someone's skin color and thinking that's it is is like you you're crazy right it's like you guys are normal people you guys have normal beautiful things in your relationship mediocre things hard things yes and i think it's another example when it comes to to racism that it's like no we're we're all all different colors, we're all different personalities, we're all unique, and 
on a very deep level in the macrocosm, we're all pretty much the same. We all have fears. We all have feelings. We all have dreams. And yeah, I could see how people could glamorize, like you said, your relationship and be like, oh my goodness, they're so exotic. And oh, and like, oh, you're going to have such beautiful babies. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. I'm like, can we just deal with the fact that we we haven't been talking for the last couple of days? I just want to deal with that first before you you romanticize my child that you won't be raising. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's really hard and and dealing with it with this the Black Lives Matter movement, which you know I'm very vocal about because Black Lives Matter, and it's really important to me that people understand that my people like my race i don't get to i don't get to take this off right having someone that understood that having someone that wanted to learn genuinely having someone that wasn't trying to defend everything was really important to me because that could have been very toxic and mm-hmm. very um triggering especially in such a fragile state Space that that a lot of black people were in and I was in and and in the beginning I didn't want to discuss it because I'm like what what is there to discuss like I, I I've lived this my whole life this is new to you I've lived this my whole life you know what I mean and so him taking a second to be like well I, I want to talk about it is someone showing up that's 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 a real man that's a real partner that says, "Hey, this is a this is a big deal. I want to I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your ideas, your past, your experiences, all of that. It's so important. And I'm I'm glad you brought up Black Lives Matter and everything that's happening right now, because it, as you know, I'm I'm going to be saying a lot of things, and it's going to be like preaching to the choir. Yeah. When you are dating, when one is dating outside of their race, racism." comes front and center yeah you you walk into a restaurant and people look sometimes it's looking like oh my god they're so freaking beautiful sometimes it's like oh my god why are they why are they together not you but just a couple you know there's so many different emotions and and also I think it's a beautiful thing too because I I really think most people are inherently good there are some terrible, horrible people out there. We're seeing them, unfortunately, a lot right now. But I think inherently, most people are good. Yeah. And when it comes to something like interracial dating, I think that's when the the little stuff that we don't see, the little prejudice will sneak in. Yeah. That little stuff, like I said, you're sitting at a, you know, like my man and I are sitting having dinner and I'll notice the old lady sitting across the way, like kind of scowling or you well, know my man doesn't recognize it okay because yeah. I've had plenty of those I've had plenty of those moments where he just he it's just that men are just so oblivious about certain things but when you're in an interracial relationship and you you as a black person know okay you know when someone's looking at you and questioning and seeing and looking a little too long okay <laughs> And you can know whether they, they they admire it or they're just in question about it. And he's completely like confused. He's completely like, what 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 just happened? What 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 happened? I was picking out pancakes. I'm like, what is you don't see this? Yeah. Okay, we had a lot of issues when we went to the south. It, we live in New York City, so it's a little bit easier. 
dealing with stuff like that. You know, people, it's not that deep here. But when we went to the South, aha, we experienced real racial issues. And I think it brought him, I think it opens his eyes into some new things that he's never really recognized before. But I can't speak for him, so you can ask him. But um, when we were in um, Nashville, you know, I love Nashville, Tennessee. It's a beautiful space, but you know, I experienced racism, like, while he was just parking the car, you know, by a white woman, and when he came, and I was trying to explain it to him, it turned into a fight, because when you are racially, in any form of way, mistreated, and you know what that's like already, to be questioned of whether or not that that was really happening, mm -hmm. is an, an immediate form of invalidation, Ooh, and yeah. you from your partner yeah. and so it was like our first day in Nashville and I took I wanted to take him to this very special place and he was parking and I got on the line because the line is super long for tourists or whatever and I was mistreated by a woman and her and her boyfriend at the time or whatever were saying some things and so you know me I'm from New York I don't do the nice nasty like they do in the south I'm like, no, you need to say what you're going to say, you know, and I, I called her out or whatever. And so he comes and she looks at him and he's and he's telling me he, he's just trying to take care of me. So he's just like, you know, calm down to me. And I'm like, don't tell me to calm down. Like, tell this bitch. Yes. Tell this yes. bitch. <laughs> yes, Jessica. You better handle that heifer because it ain't me. And so... He was so focused on just trying to protect me and like sure. taking care. I understood it, but I was so disappointed. And we ended up having to talk about that because in public, don't you ever not have my back. Mm. You know what I mean? Because that's a problem for me. Don't ever make me feel a certain way. Like it ended up bringing so much stuff up and it made me feel like once again, I don't know if I could be safe here. And this is why I probably should have been with a black man because he would have understood this would have been handled. He would have... That kind of situation is frustrating because he's a calm person. He would rather talk and understand the situation and all that stuff, all that good stuff that, you know, mature people do. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm just like, that's great, but I'm being disrespected. And you know, disrespect is a trigger of mine. And so, you know, he was, uh, he learned from that and he did feel like later on that he should have handled it differently. Am I right or am I wrong, sir? Oh, you're right. <laughs> Hi, Michael. This Hello. is Michael, everyone. <laughs> Yumi's man. Um, I think it's beautiful that you guys are together and even though there are those moments uh, that things can be dicey and it can get emotional and heated between a couple, uh, you know, the yoga philosophy says our partners are our gurus because our gurus shed the light on the darkness. And so what happens in those situations, you know, you're standing here with this disrespecting woman and he's wanting to comfort you and, you know, you're feeling this way and there's all this stuff. And for you guys to stop and say, OK, let's figure this out. This is what a black man would have done. And he's like, OK, well, this is what I did and this is why I did. And so you guys had this m moment of illumination. Yeah. And 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 Michael got to see you and and black history 
in like real time and you got to see him and everything that he is too and that's one thing that I love about interracial dating. I I don't know if I shared this with you, but I call myself the United Nations because I have dated I've dated men from all over the world, from the whitest of the white to the blackest of the black and everything in the middle. And I love it. I love it um, because there is so much to be learned from each other. And when I was thinking about us coming together on this call, it hit me. I have an analogy now for interracial dating. And that is this. Interracial dating is like traveling. You go to a different city, a different country, and you get to experience a different culture. You get to experience different food, different music, different beauty, different ideas, different beliefs, different culture. And you, when you are awake and you are open and you are compassionate, you can learn things. I mean, I've learned amazing things from dating men all over the world, from little things. I was dating this black guy, this American black guy, younger than me. And he asked me one day when we were on a date, he said, Jessica, how many siblings do you have? And I said, well, I have a brother on my mom's side with my stepdad. And then I have um, a half brother and a half sister on my dad's side. And, my, and he starts smiling and shaking his head. And he kind of laughs. And I was like, why is that funny? And he's like, I'm sorry. It's just such a white person thing to say half and step brother and sister. He's like, honey, those are your brothers brothers and your sisters. There's no need to sit there and explain it. And girl, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed by this like beautiful. So you have three brothers. Exactly, exactly. But, and it's those moments, you know, that was a little thing that shifted something in me that I was like, oh my gosh. And, and that actually grew into something bigger that I was, and I ended up looking at different people in my life, like my ex-husband. And I'm like, fuck, we're family. Like, I got to stop pretending that this is different, you know? And it, and it made it that little moment with that hot, young black man <laughs> calling me out on my whiteness. It blew my mind and it, and it's, it changed how I see things. And so you know, that's definitely happens here a lot in my relationship, especially with me. I I think that I think one of the issues that we faced was that sometimes as a black woman, my experience in this world, especially in America, is so vastly different than a white man, a Jewish man, uh, a white woman, a Hispanic woman. Like, it's just extremely different. There's a certain level of strength and courage that I have had to have out of survival. And so I have something with my group of people where protection is so necessary because we've been so vastly unprotected. And so for me, as a Black woman, choosing to be in a relationship with someone other than than someone in my race has been risky in my mind. Has been, has been like, well, can, can this person really handle who I am fully, authentically? Is it when I'm loud and bold and, and, and upset, can my anger still be seen as hurt? 
Yep. You know, or is it just like you you have a problem? This right. is the problem. settle down. Settle down. Because from your culture, when someone's angry, it's like this person, you know, she was very hurt by what you said. But when it comes from my phone, can you see me the same way? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So there are things, and I am a thinker, I'm a logical person, and I do plan ahead as far as the way of, of the future and like just feeling like someone could genuinely have my back. And so choosing to be with someone that sees the world as so kind, so amazing like he does, and so great. Because, you know, I've I've had a completely different life than my boyfriend. And it's, it's great, but also it can be rather scary and it can be rather, I'm not sure if you would really be able to take care of me fully because there's a certain way that I've, I've, I've learned to have it and you don't show up that way. And so having that conversation in a relationship with someone different, like in an interracial relationship is real. And I think that's why so many people are suffering right now in their interracial relationship because I, as uncomfortable as it is, and it may be hurtful, I have to be rawly myself and honest with him about who I authentically am. And him, he has to know that, oh, it's not a matter of, oh, Yumi's like any other girl. First of all, I'm not. Uh, No. No. (laughs) No. I'm not like any other girl. I am a black woman and I want to be seen as that in my relationship with my white, Jewish, mixed, whatever man, because he's everything. I I need to be seen fully as myself. And I think that's one of the biggest things that a lot of people in different interracial relationships, my white girlfriends, when they're trying to date Hispanic or black men, like they want to fully be seen as well. Absolutely. I believe, I actually say that I, in my last Instagram post, I said those words that I believe every single person wants to be seen, heard, accepted, and loved the way they are. And that's the beauty of, of different races coming together, different cultures coming together. And, you know, it's like, wow, I I really want to see you. And when you give somebody that space and that attention, like, I mean, even you. You be walking on cloud nine, girl. He used to make me feel that way all the time. I'd be like, oh my God, I can take care of everything. Like, what? Oh my God. I I can only imagine how Michael looked at you. He's not good with, okay. He's not good with, with, uh, with like you. I wish he was like you. He's not good with compliments. He's gotten better because I've asked for it. But this is another thing. He's not good with all that. He just thinks that I know. So he's just like, well, you look, you know how you look. No comment. Oh my gosh. Okay, Michael, let me ask you on that note, when, when you saw Yumi, what did you think and feel? Um, well, I, I remember when I I saw her, um, I knew that she was gorgeous. Um, she was very spunky and vibrant, um, obviously. Um, so, so not much has changed. And I, I just remember this draw, this pull. I wanted to know who she was, what she was about. That's because he was out here being a player. And then he saw me and was like, she's about to shut my whole life down. That's what happened. 
That's not true. That's not true. Messing with all them other girls. <laughs> and then he sees you and he's like, It's okay. over. Stop down. <laughs> and I love the way that you described it because it, it clearly shows that you're a man of substance because it wasn't like she was so hot. It, it sounds like you were taken aback by her beauty, like all that she was, her energy and everything. And it was almost like, oh my God, I, I want to know, like you said, I want to know her. And right. I mean, because when I, when I saw her, the thing that stuck out is that she's, she was always smiling and her eyes were smiling as well. You know? So it, I mean, she, she was gorgeous, but it was that, that, that positivity, that, um, that, like I said, that, that spunk that really was just like radiating through, through everything. Mm, I yeah. love that. I mean, I fell in love with her as soon as I saw her. I was like, where have you been all my life? <laughs> so Michael, how, how was it for you walking into this relationship? Were you nervous? Like I've, have you dated outside of your race? Have you dated a black woman before? Were were you excited? Like you you got this, or were you like, I have no idea what I'm doing right now, but I'm doing it. Be honest, because I will call you out if you're not honest. <laughs> tell them, tell them, All tell right. my Jessica, tell her people. I've I've never before Yumi. I had never been in a relationship with um, a black woman or 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 woman of color. Um, for that matter. Um, I'm his first and his last. Let's just be clear. Mm -hmm. But going into the relationship, I wasn't, I don't think I was afraid. I mean, I think I kind of didn't have any like preconceived ideas or fears or anything like that. I kind of just went at it like step by step, you know, like I start a conversation um, with, you know, a, a beautiful woman, you know? Yeah. And then I went from there and, and, you know, we, we started spending time together. Um, so it, it really kind of like, it was really just step by step. I mean, if I had gone in with like, Oh, you know, I've never been with a black woman before. What is she going to think of me? You know, I don't think I would have been able to have, you know, succeeded or done what I did. Well, I love that it's, it sounds like you had a lot of curiosity with her and you have this super chill presence that allows for Yumi to be all that she is because she's too amazing. Like you got to, like, you get to sit back and observe and enjoy and tell him to appreciate all this because I swear. Well, I mean, I've always been, I've always been um, a good listener and I've always been yeah. curious so like that, that kind of just like came through naturally. Yeah. And his preference at the time, his preference for a very long time was to be with a black woman, I think. Or was it that you, you like black women? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always... Um, but his exes were not black. Okay. No. But I mean, I, I, I'd always found um, women of color to be beautiful. So that it wasn't like, you know, oh, she's the first that really opened my eyes because I had... Found oh, he, he was out there. Oh, <laughs> he was out there. <laughs> I, had to, uh. I, I had to shut that down. He was out there. I'm like, who are these girls showing up to work? We met at work, showing up to work with hickeys on his neck. I'm like, who did this to you? Who are 
youngin'. Who did this to you? Do you not remember, sir? Showing up? <laughs> oh, his face. The Jamaican girl was all up on his neck. Oh, my gosh. I completely forgot about that. Of course you did, sir. Because it's history. It's, it's yeah, long, it doesn't exist. History. There was no one before me. There oh, was my no gosh. <laughs> Well, this is a really honest conversation. You know? I love it. And I love how you guys have come together. And it sounds like you were ready for a black woman. You were not ready for a white man. And and now you guys are, you've been together for how, how many years? Four years. Four years. And look at you. And, Only four, uh, four and a half. Four and a half. You got to get that half in because it's every moment counts. You know, like it's not four. We, we had a whole six extra months, you know? That's right. Four and a half years. It's obviously going very well. And I, I want to I take us to a place where... Sometimes it's a real relationship. We have good days. We have bad days. We have amazing days. We have days where we don't know if we're going to last. Yeah. because of how we are and we have days where we are completely devoted to each other yeah yeah and i think that needs to be said because again interracial relationships deal with all type of issues as well that's right and there there are a lot of challenges that come with it that we've already mentioned um what for the general population, for all the listeners, what are some things that you guys have experienced as big challenges, whether it's in, when you guys are out in the world, people uh, being disrespectful or mean, um, or if it's in your house that there's been clear cultural differences? Can you can you talk about the, the challenges for people that are either that are currently dating outside of their race or who are have always wanted to oh and they're and they're you should and they're kind of it can be a fetish it okay. can be a fetish no one wants to be fetish <laughs> like yeah. like okay like it shouldn't be a fetish if you genuinely meet someone that you dig and they're of another race then you should pursue that Black women, I can speak to black women specifically. If you like white men, don't think they don't like you back. They do. Okay? Mm. <laughs> they do. That lady? They, they're just quiet about it. Okay? Um, white women, if you like black men, but you don't think that they'd be interested in you, they do. If you're a bad chick, you're a bad chick. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. Like, And sometimes men don't always want to be the ones pursuing you know what I mean? And so I realized that in my relationship as a black woman, like my man is fine with me pursuing him where I come from a different place where I'm used to the men always pursuing me. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, so that's the big thing I would tell them. Don't think the relationship is also better because you're with someone of another race. It still takes work. Mm-hmm. It's, it still takes work. It still takes a lot of communication, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of uh, love and, and, and genuine support. It still takes that. But if you find that you're the type of person that's actually interested in dating someone outside of your race, um, specifically black women, do not be afraid of that. You do not have to be loyal to just being with a black man. You know, you can be with anyone you want. 
white women, if you have been feeling like, you know what, I'm tired of dealing with these white dudes, I want to go somewhere else and try something new, same to you, go right. ahead and find that person that you find fun because most likely they probably thought you wouldn't be interested either because we all have our biases that this society have created that think that when it comes to dating, we can't approach each other. If you look at someone and think that they're a beautiful soul and you'd like to be around that soul, pursue that soul. Right. I think that's a good point because, um, you know, we live in New York City, so like it's, it's much more accepting here. But, you know, a lot of people, they get into this mindset of, of you know, oh, what would, what would like women that look like me, you know, like what would white women think if I decided to go away and go with black women? Or what would, what would black men think if I decided to go away from them and date a white man? Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that, that notion of, of, of racial loyalty um, is always, it always confused me a little bit because I see love as love. Mm -hmm. um, and I know, I know that, you know, each, each race comes with its own bag of perks and issues. Um, but I see, I see love as love and, and whoever is going to put in the time and effort to know you specifically and all of your issues as a member of the race, but also, you know, just things that are unique to yourself, then that person should be given, you know, the time of day, they should be given the chance to show you, you know, what they're capable of or the wonders of, of the world. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Have well, honest conversations because when you don't know something and you try to show off like you know, you may sometimes say the wrong things. You may sometimes um, end up, you know, offending someone without trying to, you know what I mean? Um, from me to my boyfriend, my boyfriend comes from a very different way of being raised. And, you know, like I said, he's not, he's Jewish. And so there's a lot of things I've had to learn. <laughs> In the last four years, I've had Passover <laughs> as a Christian very differently at his mom kosher house. Okay, it's just it's a lot. Okay, uh, and be open to that because if you love that person, if you love that person, there's things that you will think about, you'll consider. Yep. There's certain things you'll consider, you know, yeah. and um, if you're willing to fight for that person um, and they're willing to fight for you, then choose each other. Yeah. Choose each other. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I love, like I said, I've dated all types of men and it has been so beautiful to take different things from different men and different cultures and I think that's beautiful. I agree with Michael. Love is love. And, you know, when we can be with someone else and, and learn, I just think there's so much beauty in that. And if we could only do that as a society, the world would be such an amazing place. Right. Right. I, think I mean, I think, I think just to add to that, you know, um, I think there's a difference, though, between being attracted to black women because I don't like whiteness mm. as opposed to being attracted to black women because they're attractive. Right? I, think, I think that there's some... Can you some, repeat that, sir? Can you repeat that? Because some people need to hear that. Come on. 
I think there's a difference between being attracted to black women um, because I don't like whiteness or maybe my whiteness. Um, that's self-hatred. Yeah, that's self, that's self-hatred yeah. and being a black woman because they are attracted because I know that there's a lot of people out there who will be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go, um, uh, you know, I'm really into, I'm really into Asians right Asians now. Asians because, um, of such and such. Yeah, sure. such and such. Um, yeah. but it's like, it's like, oh, I don't date, I don't date white. I just don't, right. I don't do that, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. Or oh, I don't date, I don't date um black. I mean, like I'm 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 black, but I don't date black. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's like that's you have to you have to analyze why you're pursuing other races, mm-hmm. and it's, it's more about hatred or or love because it'll show up differently in your relationship. That is so beautiful. Thank you for saying that. And that is something, and you know, being a dating coach, I hear all kinds of stories and I find it really fascinating. I love that you just ask people to check themselves. That is so, so important. And it is fascinating to hear from people that, you know, I only date these type of people and it's like, well, why? I mean, beauty comes in all forms. And so thank you for calling people. For being to me and very insulting when yeah. I hear anyone says I only do this like like what, what what is that what does that mean you only do this you only do this because in a way you closed yourself off to all these other experiences these possibilities um because of something that you arbitrarily decided exactly oh my gosh Michael you are I, I like you I I'm so happy <laughs> oh my gosh uh, you're right. You do. Um, you do close yourself off to all these opportunities. And I love how, like you said, you you just gave us um, the opportunity to look at ourselves. And like I said, check ourselves. So thank you. And it's also everything that was said in, in the last few moments. It gives people permission to to explore, to love people, to not say I only date these type of people to only date that people. And that's stuff that I've experienced too. And when I date non-white men, one of the first questions I get from like black guys is what color are your children? And, you know, cause I know they're trying to figure out who I was married to. Right. And when I say, Oh, they they're white. They're like, Oh, so have you ever dated a black man before? And I understand that there's several parts going on here, right? There's like, am am I'm like, ooh, I want to try black now. You know, I had a shitty relationship and now I'm going to go get some nice. My water's out with this. Yes. Like uh, going to Jamaica is Stella to get her groove back. No. (laughs) And and also there is there's concern with these men too like oh she has white kids she was married to a white dude is her is her family going to accept me and Ooh, honey yes that, that really i can't tell you how many black men that i've dated that when we have a fur like our first really serious conversation you know when you get like the get to know you stuff out of the way the question of how, how would your family feel if you yeah. brought me home today? And 
like you, you know me, you know that if I brought a black man in, an Asian man in, Hispanic, whatever, I would be walking him into my family like, look, and I'd be so proud. And that's just the way that I am. And I understand and acknowledge and have a lot of compassion for a black man that has been treated horribly his whole life, his parents, his grandparents. We have 400 years of disrespect. I know that's there. I know that's there. And I know it's an issue. So I know when a man is asking me, how would your family feel if I brought you home? Like, honey, that hurts my heart. Yeah. And I, I really feel for everyone that asked that question. Big part that a lot of people don't speak about because as beautiful it is to have our love, the idea of having to deal with family that may or may not accept it is something that goes through your mind. Yep. Because when you are a black person and you know what it's like, even if that individual that you're dating does not really deal with all the stuff that their family do, you still have to deal with that family. And so I remember asking Pillow when we <laughs> when we got together, I'm like, there, there's three questions I always ask. I'm always like, is there anyone in your family that is racist? you know, not you, not your immediate, you know, immediate and on, who do I need to know about? And I also asked about any form of sexual abuse. That's just my personal thing. So smart. Okay, not everyone does that, but that's just my personal thing. Because I really look at people as more than just what they bring in. If I'm dealing with someone, I'm dealing with all their stuff. Absolutely. And I got to make sure if I can come in or not. Yep. You know, and so I think with the, when asking that is also like, well, how would you handle it if someone disrespected me and your family? You know, your uncle who always says those racist things that no one ever check, right. check him on. How would you feel if he said something to me that I found insult, insulting? Right. What about you, the N-word? What if it just be dropped in your family? Would you say anything? Especially knowing that that would make me feel uncomfortable. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Those are real topics because you know what? It's like marriage, right? When you're, you, when you're looking for a real relationship, real love, you got to deal with the discomfort and the uncomfortable conversations of let's talk about your family. Let's talk about how they see people. Let's talk about if I can handle it. Is your fi- family positive or negative people? Because I'm not one of those people. How do I deal with that? You know? Is your family fake or real? Like, how do I deal with that? Because I know, especially when you deal with someone that their family is everything to them. Yep. That's important, you know? Like, hey, how do they see people? You know, do they, do do, do you have any black family members? Were you raised with anyone black that you admire? I'm not talking about television or that one friend from school. And I would imagine for you and a lot of people who are, that have the qualities that you have, that it doesn't matter really what the answers are. Maybe, you know, there's, you know, in in the far as the context of racism within the family, or do you have family members that are of another race or all of that in that context, I would imagine it doesn't matter what the answer is, but we just need the truth. And we need to talk about how we're going to handle it. So if Uncle Joe drops the N-words when he sees a Trump commercial come on, mm-hmm. baby, what are you going to do? Yes. 
I need to know how you gonna have my back because that's a slight form of disrespect and that's the cultural thing too. Yep. That's the cultural thing too because when you are not, when you're used to not being seen and you're choosing to be in a relationship that even though you feel very loved and, and all that type of stuff and you're not really being protected from your partner in their realm, it creates a huge, a big form of mistrust in the relationship. Absolutely. And that can be difficult because you can love someone and you can have something beautiful with them and you can create something perfect, but you're not just dealing with them in the real world. Yep. You can't, it's like when we have children, like I can't protect my kids, right? From the, the world, just because I can teach them everything inside of our home. When they go out there, I have to prepare them. Yep. And they have to know I have their back fully. And they have to know their father has their back fully. Because he's going to have a half-black son. Mm -hmm. How are you going to handle that? Yep. And I love, you have to talk about it. You have to talk about it so you're prepared. And one thing that I I, I love, I, I, I believe there's opportunity in every situation. If it, No matter how horrible it is there is a possibility for something good to come of it. So if you sit down and you figure out you got a racist Uncle Joe is probably going to be an asshole over Thanksgiving, but let's let's talk about how we're going to handle it and you guys can mitigate it together. You know, like I'm the one that'd be like, I'm going to go across the table and I'm going to take off Uncle Joe's heads and the whole family's going to be so fucking scared. And then my man might be like, baby, let's, Maybe we'll handle it this way instead. So let's just bring it, put the steak knife down. There doesn't need to be any bloodshed today. So there's, there's growth within the relationship. And then when there's two people that come together that can do that, then you got to come together. Because you're already dealing with a lot from the outside world mm -hmm. and you're learning each other and you both have your own bias also. Yeah. Yep. So when you talk, cause there's certain things he says, I'm like, this is, this is, this is not a black person's <laughs> statement. Uh, <laughs> and there's certain, and he'll look at me and be like, well, that's, that's not how, how I say it. That's not, but well, really what I know he's saying is like, that's not how I was raised. Right. <laughs> Well, fine. That's not how I was raised. And that's okay. You know what I mean? And those things are cute. And we're able to laugh at it. And we don't take each other so seriously about things, except things that are serious. You right. know what I mean? But it's really important that we're able to, to come together as a team. Like, really a team. Like, I have your back. You have my back. And it's not like just about it's us against the world, but it really is us. Then everybody else. It is us. Yes. And when there's us and it's beautiful and healthy and you're, you're a team, then when you sit at that Thanksgiving dinner and uncle Joe says something, you handle it. There is, there's an opportunity for healing in that moment, awareness in that moment Uncle Joe might all of a sudden have a little like come to Jesus moment that, oh, shoot, like I, I can't I can't 
drop the N-word because Jessica has a black man sitting next to her that treats her amazing. Ooh, maybe I should stop, like, you know, hating on black people because this man is incredible. And wow. And I was wrong by my own bias. Exactly. And that's that's where I, I hope that conversations like this and couples like you guys, you know, you heal. You're healing people because you're showing people not only two cultures coming together, but two the the masculine and the feminine, the divine coming together and how to handle relationships in the world. So, oh my, I'm in love with you too. Life goes crazy, okay? I just want to say that to all the black girls that's dating white men. Michael is crazy. He only belongs to me. Thanks. If you get <laughs> he is off the market, ladies. Completely <laughs> off the market. Don't get it twisted either. And again, what Michael was saying, uh, you know, about you both were saying that it's okay to date different races. I just want to be really clear with listeners that I will go against uh, the the phrase. Uh, once you go black, you never go back. That is, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. And you go for the bad person, you go back. Like, it's just, if it's the wrong person, it's the wrong person. It's the wrong person. And, and I, white men are not your savior and glorious thing. Not all of them is perfect. Tell them, Jessica, tell them. White men are not your savior they're not all perfect why do you think there's so many white women that are crossing over to many different cultures it's not for the it's not for the d okay lady <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I, I, trash too <laughs> i got myself a blessed one but they're trash too okay like relax stop looking at Stop picking a race of men and saying, oh, this is the best man. Like, and this is, oh, and he has money and he has this, 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 there's a lot of that when it comes to interracial dating, because people have their own stereotypes about that too. Yep. That's true. That's true. But I will say, Asian women, (laughs) top top tier. Come on, tell them, baby. And this is the only Haitian woman he's ever been with. So he'll never, <laughs> never be <laughs> Oh my goodness. Let's say this Haitian woman's man, not all of them either. Well, if you're- I'm the Haitian woman he's talking about. I, she is the Haitian woman I'm talking about. <laughs> she is the only Haitian woman. The and- only. too, <laughs> guys. No, it's true. Like, it's not just that. If you find someone that you connect with that will fight for you, you know, even even when you want to give up, that will fight for you. I don't know who you're talking to. I had to check Michael real quick. I don't know who you're talking to, Pillow. When you are telling them, you know, that will fight for you, that makes you grow, I think someone that makes you grow is really important, really important in your relationship. Because I think a lot of people take that for granted. It's much easier to stay the same. It's much easier to do things the way you want to do it. But someone that will make you grow will help you look at life so differently. 
and help you grow, like really become the, the best version of yourself in different ways. Yeah. And um, if you can deal with someone that, that can work on your trauma with you, you know, forgiveness and healing and like negativity and like, that's important. And honestly, just speaking from a black woman perspective, like I just don't know, I, I, can, I can be that, I am that. And I can be that for many people. And so to be overlooked, you know, um, because of my race, maybe because someone's not sure or they have all these misconceptions about me, they be, you'd be losing out on the love of your life. Seriously. And and you are a walking testimony that you were not looking for what Michael brings to the table. No, and- I'm not. I, several years ago, I sat down with this beautiful black relationship coach and I, I asked her, I said, if you gave one piece of advice out to the world about relationships, what would it be? Now I'm thinking she's going to say communication, compassion or something. She said, people need to date outside their race. And she, she's married to a black man. She has two beautiful black children And she's like, no, people need to get out of their shell, of their bubble and start to experience. Because when you are with another culture, you, it just, it opens your life. I'm going to switch immediately. If you're his life, his life is. (laughs) But that's, you get, you get caught up in a certain way of doing things when you only surround yourself uh, or date a people of your own race. And then by dating interracially you learn that there's all these better ways of doing things right um you know yeah mindset um emotionally physically you become emotionally more intelligent too absolutely and i love that that you can you do learn new things and each culture it, it brings something and you know talking about me being the united nations and i've been around the world and been with different guys i have taken different pieces yeah. and it is so beautiful that that you know like latin lovers how they're so romantic and uh they mm, i let me tell you i was just on a date with them this amazing brazilian man and he just Girl, I was so hot, like my feet were sweating and my feet have never sweated a day in my life. <laughs> but he's just like the the romance and everything. And then like black people, I think black people are so freaking beautiful. Black women, hands down, I think are the most beautiful women in the world. I'm just saying. Thank you. <laughs> and like the way that black people love, and you know, I'm people can see me, I'm white. I've always looked at black people my whole life. There's something really powerful. Like the black love has something to it that it's so deep and it's raw and it's sexy. And it's like, I kind of want to cry and I'm turned on at the same time as like all these things. (laughs) And, and then other cultures, how, um, they just every culture brings something. I know I'm focusing on very w- black and white things right now, but even just, you know, Asians, how they're so Asian women are so invested into a relationship and to be committed and in, and and really into someone and something is so beautiful. So there's all these components. There's a a, a wonderful 
Netflix series. Um, it's called Love and Sex, and it's this amazing uh, journalist. I believe she was a CNN journalist. And she goes around the world. I believe it's seven different series. And she, have you guys seen this? I've I've seen the trailer on Netflix. I haven't, I haven't actually watched it. it. Yeah. Fascinating. I highly recommend watching it. Everybody listening, watch it because it is so eye-opening because she goes all over the world and yeah. she dives into love and sex. And like I said, I've been around the world. I haven't seen it all by any means. I've seen some things, but my mind was blown. And I think it's really important that when we do take the time to experience different cultures, like I said, it expands our minds. And when we're able to take these little different pieces, it unites us as a whole. And there's, you know, the the, the human race is more connected as a collective as opposed to these different compartments. So... I think Pillow should tell you what his favorite thing about me is um, as a black woman dating me interracially. If he can think of one, got to put or, him on the or three. Or three. All three. <laughs> well, aside from what I said earlier. Which was what? Which was that you were gorgeous. Oh, yes. You had a great smile, smiling eyes, and um, you were very spunky. Let's see. <laughs> she got a great sense of fashion. Um, she, she's a really good dancer. Um, she's very expressive. She's got all the moves. Um, let's see. And one more, um, all things I got to teach him how to dance. How to <laughs> <laughs> um, this way, babe, this way, step by step, babe. Step feel, by step. feel the music. <laughs> feel the music. Feel the rhythm, babe. But he's really good with choreography. That's the thing. You can pick up quick. Um, that's true. That's true. We've done we've done like a couple of um, choreographed dances before. Um, she'll choreograph the dance and she'll pick out the song and then she'll be like, "All right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that." Um, and he'll do it. Yeah, it's cute. Um, but um, she's a really great cook. Like Ugh, I hate cooking though. She hates cooking, but she makes the most amazing food. Um, some of our are like coveted like favorite dishes that we eat like on a weekly basis <laughs> she she's made um and i have one more i wanted to say which was oh she is brilliant like you know she's an entrepreneur and everything um she's got like her own business she's had many businesses in the past um she's very savvy um, when it comes to business and you know finances and growing um a company from the ground up so what you're saying in essence is she's not just a pretty face. <laughs> she's not just a pretty face. No. She's not. And in fact, when I first got a big dose of you was when you were on uh, Instagram live with our girl Ashton, the, the founder of Yogi Approved. And you, girl, we love you. Oh, because you know she's sitting there listening to us. <laughs> she is. Yeah, <laughs> you um you do so much. So I encourage the listeners to go follow you because you are doing so much good in the world. You um an amazing yoga teacher. You are doing. You're, you're bringing so. I'm 
I'm having a hard time articulating it because you bring so much to the table. When I saw you on that Instagram live, I'm like, oh my gosh, she does this. She does this. She does this. So I want to thank you from woman to woman, human to human. Thank you so much for doing your part in the world, for the the spiritual guidance that you give. The um, Thank you for being... Uh, in the uh, Black Lives Matter, thank you for d- being in that conversation. You, um, I don't know if you consider yourself an activist. Um, I think my life is my activ- activism. The way um, I live my yeah. life is my activism. There are people that specifically do that, but um, I let my purpose be my activism. Yes. So loving on people, teaching people properly, um, empowering people, reminding people of their power mm-hmm. is my form of activism and also checking you because clearly nobody else in your life is checking you is my activism. <laughs> and that is so necessary. If we start lovingly checking each other, there's a lot of... There's a lot of room for improvement when we do that. Let's just say that. <laughs> exactly. I completely agree. And leave space. Leave space for the love of your life, whatever color they come from, they come in. I love leave that. Space. If you create the space, he will or he or she will come. Or they or them will come. I love that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh I, I couldn't have ended it on a better note, you guys. Any final thoughts you want to share? That was so beautiful. Any final thoughts you want to share? Hello? We call each other pillow, by the way, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, <laughs> try it out. Date interracially. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but I'm you might like it. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you would, might would recommend. Would, would recommend. <laughs> he would recommend. Cause this is it for him. This is this is it. I don't care what he thinks. This is it for him. So well, he's good. I am so happy for you too. I I am so thankful that you mean that you've come into my life and that you came on the show today and that you share so much. Um, I am in love with you. I'm in love with you. Thank I'm you. I'm so happy we can make that public. Yes. <laughs> and, and thank you for all of the things that you're doing and you, all of your inspiration. First of all, thank God for your body. Bless him. Bless him for your body. Hallelujah. We love that body. Yes. Stop, don't stop. Stop, don't stop. <laughs> Never stop, but thank you. <laughs> Loving on people so much that you want to bring them love. You know, you're constantly focused on on introducing people of new way of thinking new ways of pursuing different things especially when it comes to really having a love life a healthy love life that they deserve um thank you for choosing that field and being so great in it thank you so much thank you oh my goodness thank you for pouring all that love into me and thank you thank you michael thank you for showing up today so nice to meet you Thank you for having us. <laughs> um, and and thank you for showing up on this episode to show people what amazing love and amazing relationship can come from two people from different cultures coming together with open heart, open mind, compassion, love, communication, all things that make any relationship beautiful. You guys, thank you so much. And thank you for all of you who are listening. Um, 
Yumi, can you please share with everyone how they can get in contact with you to follow you and bask in your love? Of course. You can always find us on um, on my social media platform at Flex and Fly Official. That's Flex with the letter N, Fly Official on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Flex and Fly is where you can find me and send me some love notes, send me some good energy. Tell me that you love me because I love being loved. Thank you. Yeah. And what? If you want to learn more about what she does, check flexandfly.com. Hey, Michael. Uh, Yumi, Michael, thank you so much. It's such an honor to have you on, you guys. You are amazing. And... Again, to all my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We want to hear from you. So uh, go to my Instagram. If you're not following me, it's jessicasmith.love. Comment. We want to hear what you have to say about this episode. And um, of course, per usual, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Show us some love, a nice five-star review, write some kind words. And until next time, get out there and love each other.